0: Praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, I just uh, want to share what I felt like the Spirit of God just spoke to me while we were worshiping. God. I mean, I tell you, I could have stayed just in the presence of God. It would have been fun. But I, back of my mind, I knew she had to go over and do children's church. One of these days, she's going to get delivered and praise the Lord, we're going to be able to stick around. So, But it's all good, you know. We're, she's going to get it. We're getting everything. It's, you know, getting some things happening, but it's going to be a real blessing. So, But you know, there were some things for September. The month of September was a very unique—I uh, wouldn't say unique, but it was a very interesting time for us at Harvest Bible Church, for us as a staff, and I think for some other things going on. And I just—and I've been talking to different. People, and I think the culmination came from this, what transpired this past week, and all of things too. It just kind of—and and when when things happen, and it just kind of like rocks me or takes me back a little, and I'm not really ready for some things. Um, that the devil does, then I just, I get really mad at the devil. I, I never get mad at people. I just have never had that. I just don't. I don't get mad at people. I get frustrated at times at people, but I never get mad at people. Even when, the, you know, I've been lied about coast to coast. I've been, people have come in and called me everything but, but being nice and all kinds of stuff, but I just don't get mad. I don't stay mad. And uh, because I just believe they're having a bad day, and I never judge people on having a bad day. And uh, I just, I don't I believe that everybody repents every day You know my famous saying, people are precious And they have no past And I do that because it enables me to walk free From anger, it enables me to walk free uh, From judgment And it enables me to let people Earn and rebuild trust And and actually uh, uh, You know, come back And do things, so it's a real blessing But the the Spirit of God just kind of spoke to me there About some things and we had some issues that had taken place with our staff and us, and we were thinking, you know, they were thinking about me, and I was thinking about them, that they didn't like me and I didn't like them. You know, they didn't think I liked them, didn't appreciate them, and I didn't think they liked me or appreciated me. I, I didn't think they wanted me to ask them to do anything, and they didn't want to. And so, you know, we finally had a nice, great, good staff meeting, and uh, when it boiled over into, while well, we, we were in, in, in Florida for those two weeks it actually got so crazy that, you know, my wife Pamela said, thought she didn't, thought that I didn't, you know, like her. She didn't like me. And it got so kind of crazy, you know, and some things. And it was like, and, and I remember just all of a sudden I said, time out. What in the world's going on? I said, is this right? She goes, no, no, no. That I, and, and we realized, wait, so then we took authority everything. Then we came back and I, I talked with them and they were thinking, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, the devil is such a liar. There's, there's, there's deception and so what happens is, is that people think that when you're preaching or you're ministering that you're you know you say something they, they take it so you know take all the good personal but don't take the bad personal because I never preach at anybody I never preach about so I just preach what the spirit of God tells me to preach I never know what I'm going to say and if it says it and it, and it and it corrects you just be corrected but know that I didn't mean to correct you I just let the word of God do what it needs to do. But the spirit of God said, you need to take authority over. You need to know. In Psalm 63, uh, verse 11, it says this in the, in the King James Version, but it says, but the king shall rejoice in God, hallelujah, and everyone that sweareth by him shall have glory, or will glory. But it says, the latter part that says, but the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. I mean, you know, the devil is the father of lies. And the Lord just he just, he just, he just said, I want you to tell him. Now, I've always said the lies of the enemy shall cease because it's the devil that's always the one that tries to cause us to think that somebody doesn't like me or somebody doesn't care or they're thinking that, oh, that was for No, you know, the enemy is always trying to bring condemnation and guilt. It's always trying to get you because the enemy's always trying to stop what God is doing. And how do you know the enemy doesn't come from outside? He tries to do things from within, you know, I mean, we all know that. The enemy tried to stop America in 2001, 9-11, 2001. What happened? We all rallied. Bam. We all came together. Boom. And they realized, do not do that because they'll all come together and they will defeat you. The only way to defeat America is divided within, and that's what they've done. They've divided us all in. We're such a divided division. We're in fractions. Everybody's in fractions. Amen. Everybody's, you can't, you can't help this. You know, I mean, in the church's infractions, and it's crazy. It really is. It really is. But you know, here's the thing. Isaiah 54:17 says, "No weapon formed against you can prosper." Amen. Amen. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment you shall condemn. That means if, if people are talking about you or things, are, and the enemy's lying to you, saying, Well, they're looking at me wrong, or he's saying he's trying to say this, this. No, I'm gonna share the word of God, and if the word of God you know convicts you and the word of God is there, well then you just gotta repent and change. But know this is that no weapon formed against you can prosper, and every tongue, you gotta take authority over words that have been spoken. Amen. It goes on to say, for their righteousness is of me, saith. God. saying, their righteousness, I'm going to hold on. you know. And this is the inheritance of my servants, amen, and their righteousness is of me. So he's basically saying, listen, I'm going to make them stand. I'm going to have them stand, amen. So sometimes you got to take authority over some things because we get caught up into, uh, you know, uh, looking at stuff and then the enemy always wants to get us to think, that this isn't right or that isn't right or this thing's here. And it isn't. He's always trying to be uh, uh, an accuser of the brethren. Amen. 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 And we got to take authority over strife and division. Yes, and so I just felt in my mind right now, we just need to do that because you know what? I love Harvest Bible Church and I'm not going to let anything or anybody. I mean, I pray over you guys every single day that there is no death in the path of the righteous, that you're blessed, that you're healed and whole and full of life, and God's just prospering you abundantly. I pray that God's making you, God's bringing up millionaires in our, and billionaires, and God's doing things. I pray all that. I'm, I, I say glory to God. God's doing great things. I mean, I do that. I speak life over that. Someone says, well, how come it's not working? It is working, because you're all still here. But I do that. I pray that. So when something that, you know, like I said, transpired, I mean, I'm like... No, I believe in my prayers. I do. I mean, when I pray, I, I just, it just, it's, you know, I'm shocked when something goes haywire. I'm not shocked that things work. I'm not shocked that God answers prayer. I'm shocked when something crazy happens. I'm shocked with unbelief. I'm shocked with doubt. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to take authority over a word spoken, a word thing. We're just going to take authority over just this fragmented things in the body of Christ for us so that we know we're going to walk in the truth. Amen? Amen. So let's do that. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come together as the body of Christ on a Wednesday night at Harvest Bible Church. And we take authority over words, take authority over the enemy that's trying to bring lies into the minds of people and get them to think that they're not loved or they're not wanted or, or, or you know, they're, they not, not to be here and to be here. Father, I just take authority over seducing spirits, hallelujah, that have seduced people away, that have caused them to go in a wrong direction, hallelujah. And then they need to be here. And every person that's supposed to be in Harvest Bible Church will be at Harvest Bible Church. And Father, your hand, your plan, your purpose will be accomplished in their lives. We love them, Father, and every person that needs to be where you want them to be planted, they'll be planted there, and they'll grow, and they'll be blessed because we're part of a body of Christ. We're not the only church, but thank God we are a church that is speaking truth. Hallelujah. That's bringing life. Glory to God. We thank you for it now, and we honor you for it, and I just thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do you know know we can learn from everybody? Do you know you can? You can learn from everybody. If it's the word of God, you can learn and you can grow. You know, it's why in our bylaws, you know, or not a bylaws, but in our tenets of faith that we do on our website and everything, if you look at all of our, we have like 10 tenets of faith that do. One of them says right here that, you know, we believe, you know, in the church. And that the church is made up of all those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason that it's in there is so that you don't get to thinking that we are the only church. Because almost every other denomination thinks they're the only one. And if you're not a part of them, then you're going to go to hell. Which is not true. Amen. Because if you believe in Jesus, but every one of them had a truth at one time. Did you know that? And every one of them still has something that they can be of a great benefit. The problem is, is they've watered everything down. They've not, not stayed true to some of the things that they needed to stay true to. But uh, you know, that's where the problem is. But we can learn and we can grow and we can receive. Amen? Amen. I mean, you, we get to understand. The reason I share that is because we need to know that the body of Christ is made up of every person who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, thank God for the word of, of truth. Thank God for that we've grown and we go and we're studying the word of God and we know more. So we're receiving some more things, but you know, it doesn't make us better than anybody else. Amen. It makes us more responsible to whom much is given, much is required. And when you know more, you're supposed to act and be more. Amen. And that's God's God's thing, you know. And so we've got to, we've got to hold fast to the truth. Because that's what the devil wants to try to do. He wants to get you to get sidetracked from the truth, and the devil knows his time is short. <laughs> you know that he does. My goodness, he knows his time is short. Hallelujah, glory to God. Hey, uh, if you do have your your Bibles, go ahead and go with me over to uh, Hebrews chapter four. I, I, some things the Lord just you know reminded me of. You know, this week he reminded me of some things uh, when I was. Uh, Meditating Monday and Tuesday, today was a wild and crazy day, so I just thank God for His amazing grace and His, his preciousness. He's, he's so good. Wow. He's so amazing. And, uh, but when I shared on Sunday, I, I shared just a little bit about doubt and unbelief, and then I, the Lord kind of made us go over into fear, talk a little bit more about fear and sharing some things. And, uh, but the Lord just he said, listen, I want you to go back, and I want you to realize that the reason that fear gripped everybody is because of doubt and unbelief. I want you to go back and kind of reiterate some things, and of course you guys are here, and I've got 16 minutes, and I'm going to give you a few things about that, uh, you know, uh, about doubt and unbelief, and to realize how uh, serious it is, because people look at this like, eh, it's okay to doubt, it's okay to not, you know, doubt, leads into unbelief, but unbelief is actually the worst thing in the world for everybody. If you have unbelief in your life, what happens is, is that you cannot receive the things of God. And unbelief is actually the worst thing that we get here, and the devil wants to get everybody in unbelief, which simply means we're not going to be persuaded to act on the Word of God. We're not going to, you know, we just flat refuse to believe. Hallelujah. You know, it's this great skepticism. It's this great negative rejection of faith. It's all that, and that's what we're seeing in the world. We are seeing the currents of unbelief rising up so bad. And I heard this statement many, 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 many years ago, and, and I've, I've shared it many times. But it's, a, it, and I heard this, you know, way back, you know, when everybody was saying that the '60s and '70s were, gonna, you know, they, they, we were going down then. You know, for those of us who are older folks, we all remember that many of you weren't even born then. But for us older folks we understand, you know, I mean golly, if you were in church in the sixties and and you were going through that, my gosh. The end is now these kids are crazy. I mean, it's just terrible, it's, and it was. And in the 70s, we just became flower childs and everything, and in the 70s, we were doing, and it was just, you know, we were rebellious and crazy and all that, too. And uh, if you were in the church, thank God for the Jesus movement, amen? Hallelujah, but they were a bunch of long-haired, crazy people that got saved, so, and nobody wanted them to be in their church. But it was so cool to see that. And, uh, but the but reason I share that with you is is because we, we, we look at this thing here where we're seeing now, what we're seeing now, there was such a, a negativism and a skepticism of what is, what is transpiring that nobody's believing anything. And there's this unbelievable unbelief that there. But the saying that I got many, many years ago was this, is that the current of, currents of unbelief are so strong, very few rise above them. The current, which is like a river, the current of unbelief is so strong right now that very few are gonna stand above it and rise above it. Because when you believe and you exercise your faith and you have trust in the Word of God and you're believing what God says to do, or you believe what the Bible says, you are in the minority of what people say. But I don't believe that in, in a lot of ways. I think the minority is getting all the air. They're getting all the time. They're because everybody wants to hear the sensational. They want to hear the trash. They want to hear... I mean, come on, guys. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm taking authority over the serial killer that's trying to be in Stockton, okay? I'm taking authority over that. I, you know, I'm no longer the senior chaplain for the fire department but I'm still taking authority over those things I still love those guys I still love you know the, the police department everything else, it's like you know what you know, this guy or whoever it is needs to be caught amen because we're here I don't want to be known any, I, I mean I, I God sent me to Stockton for a city whose builder and maker is God and the glory of God's going to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea it's going to cover Stockton not be known as a lawless city not be, and I'm still fighting until the end Hallelujah. I don't care. I mean I know that it's it's a lot more and I know that there's more and there's more things happening and all that, but I don't care. God sent us here. Yes, amen. And I'm not and I'm not gonna stop until I see that. Amen. And I know I'm not the only one, but God sent us here and we're here. Yes, amen. And I and I've never been a, a maintenance guy, you know, into just do maintenance. I'm not I don't really like doing maintenance, even though I do have done it, but you know, I don't like doing that. But we've got to fight against uh, the the currents that are coming, the currents of things. Amen. Hallelujah. And we do have to take authority. Glory to God. We do have to do that. Hallelujah. And I don't care. I'm not afraid of the obstacles. Amen. Faith removes those things. Glory to God. I'm not afraid of what the enemy is trying to do. And here's why. You know, Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. We're going to read all the way down through sixteen. It's so good. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in His sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great High Priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, isn't it funny that, believe it or not, the word unbelief is not found in the Old Testament? in the King James Version of the Bible, or in anything like that. It's found in the Greek and in the New Testament, mentioned many times in the New Testament, <laughs> but not in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. And, and when you look at that, it's, it's kind of like, hmm, you know. And uh, uh, I think reason being is because Jesus brought faith he brought faith, and he have faith of God, have the faith in God. Jesus brought a new word called love, an unconditional word called agape. Now, people have used that to do a lot of crazy things, but really, that word is for God's love toward us, and it's our love can be back toward, but it's his unconditional love that we have. He has given us that changes everything, amen? Hallelujah. And, uh, you know... When we look at this, and, and I want to share with you just a few, the difference between doubt. I mean, we all have doubts. We can all doubt. We, we get okay. Because you can have faith in your heart and doubt in your head and still receive. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for that. Absolutely. Because, listen. You know, it's funny because people have... And, and it seems like some of you have such... An, they, you know, the devil keeps you in the valley of indecision or the valley of oh no is really what that that word, the valley of decision. When it says multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, how do they, that dis, The word decision is oh no. God, the devil loves to keep you in the valley of oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. what am I Oh no. I don't know about... Don't, you know, because he doesn't want you to make a decision when he doesn't want you to be blessed. I mean, I've had to help people make decisions lately a lot. Because they're so afraid they're going to make a great mistake. Man, I'd rather jump out and miss God than stay put and miss him. Because at least while I'm falling, he's got to figure some way out how to catch me. (laughs) Because he said, even though, even though, he said he delivered me out of all of my troubles. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He'll send his word. He'll help me. He'll show me. He'll do things. He'll actually do this. Amen? Amen. Because he'll send his word. He'll help me to understand is that this. And see, doubt simply means that you're wavering in the judgment. You're just not sure about some things. That just means you need to get more knowledge. You need to get more peace on the inside of you. But you're going to have to walk by faith. I mean, you know, faith is being attacked right now. Big time. Because everybody's like, well, it's logical, it's this, it's scientific, it's this, it's this, you gotta get this, you gotta get this. And see, God never bases, and even though, you know, the word of God, science always backs up the word, the word is always the first thing, it's always, you know, got all the answers in it, but the key is, is that God loves us to walk by faith. Yeah. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. How do I please God? I have to walk by faith. I have to believe that what he said in his word is true. David, it's kind of like the old joke. You know, they had all these ministers come together and they had a guy, a professor come in and he, you know, not say, but he's a philosopher and everything comes in. He starts talking about this and he's discrediting everything, how, how this couldn't happen, how the virgin birth couldn't happen, how Noah's Ark couldn't happen, all these things. He's saying all this stuff here. And all of a sudden, you know, he, he got to the end and he said, well, does anybody have any question?" And an older minister in the back. He said, uh, hey, I, I do. And he pulls out his little sack lunch, and he pulls out an apple. And he starts but he takes a big old bite of the apple, and he eats that out. not. he goes, I want to ask you a question. He said, this apple that I just got through eating, was it sweet or was it sour? He said, well, how could I possibly know that? I never tasted of, your, of that apple. He said, yes, sir, that's true, and you've never tasted of Jesus either. And everybody busted out and clapped and roared. And that was the end. He walked off the stage. (laughs) Okay. See, what you have to understand, the world hasn't tasted of Jesus. So quit looking. Quit trying to draw peace. Quit trying to draw strength. Quit trying to draw information. Okay. I mean, it's easy to draw what not to do. But what to do is in here. What to do is in here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, (laughs) you know, you know, and here's the thing about it. Doubt can actually be very honest. Because I know a lot of guys that got over into the Word of Faith and got over into just hyper things. Just, no, 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 I'm not going to say that. I can't say anything. And they were just doing, 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 doing. I mean, I don't know if the, you, you guys were hanging or didn't knew this about, but there was a very hyper faith thing in Indiana, and people were dying because they, were, they just wouldn't do anything. And there were things that, and it was causing all kinds of problems for all of us who believed God, who were actually doing faith right. You know. And so we were all categorized into everything. Amen. You do realize that the term word of faith is not a very popular thing. Amen. You realize that, right? But the Bible in, in Romans chapter 8, hallelujah, glory, or Romans you know, chapter 10, verse 8, says, you know, talks about that it's the word of faith you know, what the word is neither even in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith that we preach, okay? And, uh, so, and, and when it talks about that, it's just simply believing, having faith in the word. Hallelujah. I don't like to label anything word of faith. I don't like to label anything. you people always ask us, Who are, what are you? What is your denomination? I said, well, we just love Jesus. Yeah, but we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you Pentecostal? Probably not. We're probably more full gospel than anything else, uh, you know, but with a, with a tinge of everything else. I usually like to tell them, we're just American. We're a mutt. <laughs> uh, we're a mutt. We just got a conglomeration of everybody. Hallelujah. We just believe in the Bible. We just love Jesus, doing the best we know how. We're connected with organizations that are part of this, and we believe this if you do it right. Amen? Yeah. It, it really is this, you know... <laughs> You know, and let me just share that. Let me just give you a really good analogy of what's, if I was going to give you an example, what's the difference between doubt and unbelief? I'm going to give you two, two names. One person who had doubt was Thomas. One person who had unbelief was Judas. So that's how serious unbelief is. Judas Iscariot had unbelief. Thomas just had doubt. He's like, How? you guys are telling me you saw the Lord. You He's, like, I, I'm not going to believe that till I stick my finger in his, in his hand and thrust my hand in the side. I'm telling you, I just, but, you know, Jesus didn't commend him. Jesus didn't, he rebu- didn't rebuke him in the sense that he just said, Thomas, don't be faithless. And he says, Thomas, you're not blessed because you saw and now you believe. Blessed are those who haven't seen and yet they still believe. So we're the blessed folks. Amen. Amen. But you do remember when he came to the disciples in Mark's gospel. Chapter 14, you remember? He comes through the wall and the Bible says he upbraids them. Isn't that a good King James word? I'm going to upbraid you. I need to learn how to upbraid. When you look that word up, I mean he flat yelled at them for their unbelief. Said, you, I cannot believe this. Remember when he came down off the mountain, he said, you faithless generation, how long am I going to deal with you? Jesus had lots of patience. Now, what was he upset with them about? They didn't believe Mary, who came and told that Jesus is alive. They didn't believe. And then Peter and John ran, to, and they saw it, and they still didn't believe. And he goes to the wall, and he, and he yells at them. He says, you guys, you know, you're, 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 you you're not believing. In fact, he had to appear to them, what, you know, three or four times in order for them to finally get it. In fact, Jesus was seen of over 500 people in that 40 days that he walked the earth after he was raised from the dead. Amen? You know, Jesus walked the earth, came in and off, and, you know, going up and down and, and, and doing things and, and appearing. He appeared to 500 people. But how many were in the upper room? 120. 120. Only a quarter. One, you know, 25%. See, that's why he said in the parable of the sower, if you don't understand this parable, you won't understand any parable in the Bible. You won't understand things because you'll only know that here's what it is. A sower went out to sow, but it only got a quarter of what he sowed. And even in that quarter, there's gonna be some that are only gonna get 30, some that are gonna get 60, and then some that are gonna get 100. 100. Now, we want to always get the 100, but the biggest key, thank God, and, and here's the thing about it, what we believe and what we're looking at, people say, you know, in one area of your life, you may be reaping, you know, 75% or even close to 100% because you, you got a great revelation, but there may be someone over here that you're not even getting a 30, you're getting about a 10. Amen. But that's okay. Don't let that beat you up. You're just going to get to learn more. You're going to get to learn more about the Word of God, and it's going to grow up in it, you know? That's like you got the fruit of the spirit, and you found out about love and all of these attributes. So peace is good, joy is good, long suffering stinks because <laughs> you don't have any patience. So, but then you got faithfulness and gentleness. So hey, you're trying to do that, be in that. I mean, faithfulness may be wavering, not quite as faithful as you need to be. Got some gentleness going on, got some mercy here happening, or you know some temperance. But uh, self control is really having a challenge. But don't let that beat you up. You're just working on that. God's not through working on you. He that has begun a good work in you is gonna complete it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so glad God's not through working with me. Oh, I don't know everything. I I don't know much. I'm just trying to learn what I know and what I do. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. But you need to understand, we've got a world of unbelief out there, which means they're deliberately doing the things they're doing because they want to do that okay and all we can do is speak the truth we can just speak the truth well when you get into the storm and when you get into the difficulties you need to call, hallelujah take hold, you know and you need to just cry out to Jesus, amen now we're there in Hebrews 4 uh, go back to Hebrews chapter 3 and oh, where we're closing on now and I'll read this and we'll, we'll just stop so it says how come because we just do that it is what it is. <laughs> I brought my glasses out here because I was going to do some things, but the Holy Spirit decided to change everything. It's so cool. I love the Holy Spirit. Uh, hallelujah. In, in verse 12. Or, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, verse 12. It says, Take heed, brethren, Lest there be in there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, in departing from the living God. Isn't that amazing? The way the apostle—I believe the apostle Paul—wrote the book of Hebrews it says, "Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God." Hallelujah. You know, he w- reason he shared that is because he was endeavoring to get across that it is. Unbelief is something that we've got to guard against because what unbelief does, it actually brings in a negativism, skepticism, and it it just gets us into this place, hallelujah, that we stop receiving the things of God, you know, and like I said, it's okay to doubt because you can get all the Word of God done, but when you get into unbelief that you flat refuse to do what the Word of God says to do, then you're in big, big, big trouble. Hallelujah. And we'll probably pick up here, because I've got, you know, we didn't even get even into anything, and I've got plenty of things to do. But my heart is, like, you know, the, and like the Holy Spirit's always welcome to interrupt anything I'm doing and do other things. And, uh, and I'm, I think we, there were things we did in the spiritual realm tonight were really good. And people need to know that we just love them. Amen. We do. I love people, man. I mean, hey. And uh, I understand, you know, people are concerned about things. Then we just talk. We communicate. That's what we do. We, We fellowship one with another. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I know I didn't share long, but that's okay. I shared truth and Holy Spirit. Thank you. Your presence. It's been so good to be here tonight. Lord, I've been so humbled because of all that you do. And, Lord, thank you for these that are here. Thank you, Father, for your very presence and what you've said. And thank you, Father, that we've just taken authority over the enemy. And the lies of the enemy have to cease against Harvest Bible Church and against its people and things there, Father. And we take authority over any kind of words that have been spoken. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. And, Lord, we honor you for that. We love you for it. We praise you for it. And thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And amen, hallelujah. Well, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna receive this evening's tithes and offerings here. And uh, um, praise the Lord. So God is so good. And you guys are so precious and so on. I gotta get my phone because I had such a crazy day. I didn't get a chance to write things. And usually on Wednesdays, I do my phone anyways. But uh, it's, uh, it's good. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So if you're giving by text and everything, as I'm doing, you can do that and get on there and get, get it going. It's good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Bam. There you go. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. And then we'll pray. Amen. And if, of course, there's envelopes right there, and those of you online, you know how to give, and thank you for giving. Thank you, guys, for just being so precious. Father, we thank you and praise you that every need is met at Harvest Bible Church, and we thank you, Father, as we bring our tithes and offerings, we worship you with our giving. We just honor you, Lord. We love you, Father. Thank you that your word says, and we believe that. I know there's been an attack on giving, and there's been an attack. The enemy doesn't want the church to succeed, but, Father... Thank you that you've caused people to come with a heart to give and a heart to serve and a heart to be here. Lord, I just thank you for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so precious. And Father, I ask that you bless them abundantly. I do believe, as you know I believe, how you are causing increase. You're causing blessing. You're causing them to be just increased beyond what they could even ask or think in Jesus' name. And I thank you for it, Father. Hallelujah. And each one, as each one purposes to give, so let them give. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen Let's just go ahead there Glory to God Hallelujah God is so good And I'm just thanking God for your goodness His goodness, His grace And thank you guys for being so precious Man, I'm just glad I came tonight I I, I prayed and asked God for mercy and grace You know, for the last three hours here Just praying and said, okay, Lord, give me mercy Give me grace Because things that were, had to go on and had to happen And, um, you know, it, it, it just... It's been a week, uh, but we're working through it. It's good, you know. I I I always envy all these other folks that seem to be able to do all kinds of stuff. All these other pastors, they get to go golfing twice a week. They get to go do these things. They're going on cruises. They go on and vac- I'm thinking, yeah, Lee, I go on a vacation and we work all through, all the way through it, and we do this. I'm thinking, I don't know about it. what the how they get get to do that, but we're working on that too. Hallelujah. But I love God. I love what I do. I love Harvest Bible Church. We're just wanting to get more and more people. We're wanting to get more and more people saved. Wanting to get you to grow up and be blessed and all that. And we love to take care of our people. You know, amen? amen. Hallelujah. We believe that with all of our hearts. Hallelujah. You know, and uh, thank God for his, his amazing grace. So also, I wanted to make one announcement. That I need to make, and that is this coming Saturday. We're having a memorial service for uh, uh, Don Spalding, which is Cheryl Spalding's mom. Don passed away, and uh, Don was 89, and so uh, Cheryl didn't well, was told me not to announce it, and then we got a call said, now announce it. So I was, you I was okay, Cheryl, sure, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be in the Red Room. They're gonna have, it's at 10 o'clock, and if you, if you knew, knew Dawn or, or know Cheryl, it'd be a blessing if you could come, and, and we're just gonna have a great little time right there. You know, we know that Dawn is shouting. She loved Jesus, you know, precious and valuable, and uh, we just thank God for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's all stand up. I love you. God loves you, and you are dismissed. Be blessed, all of you watching. We'll see you guys all on Sunday. Be blessed.